Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. when Mas'ud narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu said, After I depart from this world, there will be athara. And we'll talk about the meaning of that word. In other matters which you dislike. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum said, What do you command us to do, O Messenger of Allah? He replied, You should fulfill the rights due to others and ask Allah for what is due to you. So this is narrated by uh, Ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu, the blessed companion of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa And in this hadith that our Prophet sallallahu out of his mercy and compassion, is letting the companions know that things are going to change that at a later stage. And he's informing the companions of how things are going to be in the future. That indeed, that there are going to be, and he's going to mention these things that happen after me. So if you just notice here that the Prophet is relating it to his time, Ba'di. His time was a time of purity, his time was a time where that he was receiving revelation, things would happen, and then he would receive revelation, and they would get solved. They would go back to the Prophet This was the time of the utmost purity. And the greatest tribulation of all was the return of the Messenger to Allah Ta'ala. And this word athara, they say, it is a type of misappropriation, i.e., is that people will start to take things for themselves exclusively and fail to give people the, the rights that are due to them. And in particular, in relation to wealth, there are certain things that certain people might justifiably deserve from the Muslim's wealth. But there might be people in charge who are keeping it for themselves and not giving it to those people. And other manifestations of this as well. And umurun tunkirunaha. And there'll be all different types of affairs. They translate here as dislike, but really it's it's stronger than dislike. In other words, that there's munkar, there's wrong things that will happen that didn't happen during that one's time. And the interesting thing here is, uh, this is in the greatest sense, in the companions in relation to what they had experienced after the Prophet But this is also relatively experienced by people that 
had teachers, for instance, and things are a certain way while their teachers are still alive. And then after their teachers pass, things change. And things start to happen that didn't happen during the teacher's life. So this guidance that the Prophet is giving is for the entire Ummah. First and foremost, the companions. But then by extension, the same principle applies to people in different times. And then just in general, in relation to the changing of times, this is of the utmost importance. And some of them have called this fiqh tahawalat, the fiqh of changing circumstances, knowing what to do, knowing what to focus on, knowing what not to do. And keep in mind that this is mentioned even in the Hadith Jibreel. So you have Iman, Islam, and Ihsan. But then our Prophet spoke of the Alamat al-Sa'a. And as some of them say, is that this is the Ruqn al-Hadam. The first three are the pillars of Islam. And knowing the signs of the end of time, the changing circumstances, uh, that all of the different ways, in other words, that your Iman, Islam, and Ihsan might be uprooted from you. This is very, very important. And people that lack wisdom and they get their knowledge from books oftentimes fail to understand this type of knowledge and which helps them to do in any given moment what needs to be done in that moment. So this is there's a much broader context to these words of the Rasulullah. And there will be that things that happen that not only you dislike, but you see as wrong. And um, the commentators mentioned things like postponing prayers and other types of wrong actions. But look at the wisdom of Abdullah ibn Masood, may Allah ta'ala bless him, is that he said that, فَمَا تَأْمُرُنَا What do you command us to do? And then the Prophet said, تُعَدُّونَ الْحَقَّ لَذِي عَلَيْكُمْ And that you, that Fulfill the rights due to others. So there's a haq, there's a right that others have upon you. Fulfill your right. And the commentators traditionally said about that um, is that in relation to the rulers, is that there's obedience and that you don't revolt. This is typically the uh, comment, how they comment on this. And then, so you give those others the rights that they're due. And then, And then you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what is due to you. So there might be something that you deserve. So instead of that making an issue over it, and that doing something in this context, that standing up against them, trying to oppose them, let alone that rebelling or revolting or something of this nature, is that the Prophet directed us to ask Allah Ta'ala for the rights that are due to us. So these hadith get very subtle and they have very specific applications. And we're speaking very generally now. There's only such we can do in a short period of time. But it really points to this very important aspect of this deen in that there is certain times where the water is murky. And if you put your hand in it, it's going to make it murkier. And so what we do there then is we remain patient. And even though the water is murky, you don't want it to be murky. But if you try to put your hand in it, it's going to make it worse. So there are certain times in relation to the general climate of the time or in particular situations that we might be in where it's better 
do just be patient. And this is what the Prophet is indicating because this is what the Hadith is pointing us to. As-sabr al-maqdur, being patient with the divine decree and being content with its bitter manifestations and its sweet manifestations and submitting to the will of Allah Ta'ala because there's a wisdom in everything that happens. There's a wisdom in what happened after the time of the Prophet and all of the generations until this day and age. So there's abundant that wisdom in this hadith of our Prophet and then may Allah Ta'ala inspire us to put it into practice in a way that is pleasing to him. And then in Hadith 52, when Abi Yahya Usayyid ibn Hudayr radiallahu anhu and Rajul min Ansar qal, Ya Rasulullah, ala tasta'amiluni kama sta'amaltu fulana, wa qala indukum satalqawna ba'di atharatan, fasbiru hatta talqawni ala al-hawd, muttafaq alayhi. Usayyid ibn Hudayr, this blessed companion of the Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, he was Ansari and Ausi. And he even became Muslim before Sa'd ibn Mu'adh on the hands of Sayyidina Musa'ab ibn Umar in Medina Munawwar whom the Prophet sent to give da'wah there in preparation for the migration. And he became Muslim after the Aqabat al-Ula. So he was present during the Aqabat al-Thaniyah and the bear of giving bear to the Prophet And he was the Naqib and the one who was responsible in charge of Bani Abd al-Ashhal. And that he was a very special companion. They differ whether he fought in the Battle of Badr or not, but he was present for the Battle of Uhud and that the battles after that. And they mentioned that the Prophet that Akha, that his brother that was set up by the Rasul was Sayyidina Zayd ibn Haditha. So he was one of the very blessed companions of the Haditha says that Ni'ma Rajul Usayyid ibn Hudair, what a blessed man Usayyid ibn Hudair is. And he is buried in the blessed graveyard of Al-Baqir. So that he narrates this hadith. Uh, and um, that he says that a man from the Ansar says this to the Prophet I said, O Messenger of Allah, And um, that some of the scholars state that the questioner was the narrator himself. Yani, even though it seemed, and the Rajul min Ansar. And the person he's referring to by the words, as you appointed so-and-so, was Amr ibn al-As. And this is min bab, that like Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi that placed me in charge of the, uh, that storehouses of the earth. Um, and then the Prophet Sallallahu that responded to what he said as, إِنَّكُمْ سَتَّلْقَوْنَ بَعْلِ That you shall, that, experience this athara, i.e. this misappropriation of wealth and people keeping it exclusively to themselves and not giving it to those who that, uh, uh, that, have, uh, that are deserving of it. But what was the Prophet's advice? Be patient. Until you meet me at the basin. I mean, what kind of encouragement is that? So, you're going to go through difficult times. But then the Prophet is, is encouraging them to be patient by bringing to mind, you're going to meet with the Prophet at the basin. You're going to be here in the world for a little bit. Be patient. But you're going to meet me at the Hud. Hatta Harvaya. I mean, that's what it's going to end up in. You be patient, go through what it is. But until you meet me at the basin. And if we can remember that in relation to our shiuch, if we outlive them, 
and uh, that then in relation to those who came before us, and most importantly, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu that will be a means for us to do what it is that we have to do now, put everything in its proper place, live up and remain, live up to our principles and that maintain them until the day that we die and then hopefully we'll meet them, inshaAllah ta'ala, at the hawd and then that everything that happens after that, inshaAllah ta'ala, that is that beautiful and that paradise is everlasting bliss and may Allah ta'ala bless us all to be people of paradise and to understand the prophetic guidance and to know what to do in various situations. And may Allah Ta'ala bless us with this incredibly beautiful virtue of patience, which is difficult. May Allah bless us with patience and give us tawfiq in all of our prayers. Wa Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full time, part time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.